Okay, so I'm back again. So I wanted to continue on with knowing your enemy and knowing how he works and then knowing how he changes things up, how he will come from a different angle. In 1 Corinthians 10, um, the scripture says from verse 11 to 13, Now all these things happen to them as examples. Happen to who? Let me cut in for a minute. Happened to the ancient peoples that followed God, that did their best to live holy and inherited salvation, inherited um, the prize of eternal life. Eternal life is in Jesus Christ. But those of the old covenant go with God. They are with God because they kept... the method that they had back then or the commandments God had back then is different than the new covenant through Jesus Christ. So it said, now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for our admonition or for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Meaning this is upon us now. This is God is the same. He never changes, the Bible says. What happened then happens now. It's just a new modern age. So this is happening to us the same that happened to them. So verse 12 goes on to say, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. There was times, I'm just going to give a personal testimony, where... I thought, as a new believer, I thought, oh man, I have this in the bag. I, I know how to handle this, spiritual warfare. And I just fell flat on my face two days or a day after. I was so confident. It's a daily walk. If you have come here... If God has brought you to this podcast or to my channel, it's because he wants to teach you how to know your enemy, know who you are in Christ, know how to stand, and know how to keep moving. Verse 12, let there him, th- Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. For no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to, able to what? To handle. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape for you to get away from it. That you may be able to bear it. That you may be able to handle it. If you're at a bar, for example, and you know you have a sex addiction or porno addiction or drinking addiction and that takes you deep into a different lifestyle are you going to want to put yourself into that temptation no you're going to want to stay clear of bars stay clear of any of those um, situations that predicament so we need to know our enemy we need to know how he works against us 
know the constant or continuous or those type of situations that he puts us in or that we put ourselves in or that we go through, that we live each day. If we go out for an evening or we go out for a weekend, we need to be careful what company we keep. Um, So let me talk about how Jesus described the enemy. In John 8, and I know I discussed this already, but it bears um, witness to continue to hammer it away because every time you read the scripture, it's going to be something different. What did, how did Jesus describe the devil? He described him in chapter 8 of John as a murderer. He's, he was talking to the religious people of that time that constantly harassed him, wanted to know why he was bringing this new move of God, but they didn't know it was a move of God. They just thought he was another imposter because there was many in that time. So he said, you were of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. What did Jesus mean right there? He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there's no truth in him. Well, when he was kicked out of heaven, the original sin was pride. Pride causes us to do weird things. But let me go back to the book of Genesis, how Jesus talked about him being a murderer from the beginning. See, when Adam and his wife conceived a son, the firstborn was named Cain. Um, God blessed her with the son, and then she had another one named Abel. One was a keeper of the ground. He was a tiller. You know, he was basically a farmer. And the other one was a keeper of sheep. So a sheep herder and a farmer. Two different things. And in the process of time, in Genesis chapter 4, if you want to refer to it. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So right there and then is when the enemy, the murderer, the liar, the devil, started influencing Cain I often ask myself how why did God respect Abel and his offering but he didn't respect um, Cain's and I've recently come to understand um, it's probably because Abel gave the firstborn of his flock and of their fat see it goes back to their um, back to 
what their God had given them probably laws and before then laws and commandments um, they probably already knew see God wants our best but Cain probably picked out the best for himself I'm speculating here but there has to be a reason why God didn't respect his offering it doesn't say that he brought him the best of his fruit or vegetables it just said he brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord so the enemy had a opening in Cain he opened the door by being angry and probably very angry and jealous and then all these demons just started influencing him that's the way it happens when one enemy starts harassing and you allow that to happen more will come enemy meaning spirits of anger spirits of jealousy spirits of um disrespect for the Lord and for his brother Abel so it goes on to say that the Lord said to Cain why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you should roll over it but you should roll over it um, self-control so he didn't rule over that desire of being angry at his brother being jealous and that resulted in a murdering spirit coming up because it says now Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him then the Lord said to Cain where is Abel your brother and he said I do not know, am I my brother's keeper? And God said to him, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you're cursed from the earth, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. See, that was a total influence from the enemy, the devil. Because there's no other possible explanation other than When the enemy was thrown out, he still had access to the Garden of Eden, as we understand in the scriptures and know from God's description and God talking about how the enemy had access. Uh, Ezekiel 28, you can read that. I think I explained that before. But see, we must know our enemy, and he is a murderer. All these murders going on in our world... God is not happy about it. He's sad. And he is a murderer. So he's a tempter. He's a murderer. And we must know our enemy when we open the door to anger, extreme anger. The Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. So it's okay to be angry about something and jealous, but not to the extreme where it's going to lead us to sin. Um, we need to pull that in. We need to know that there's no need for us to be jealous 
of what God has blessed somebody else. So, in essence, this is talking about the enemy being a murderer because he influences people to murder and their spirits, their demonic spirits. So, I hope this clarified it a little bit and talk to you soon.